Righto. Mm. We have been um, privy to nine games of footy, the practice matches, over the weekend. So And all other sport. The cricket yep. um, finished up well, before we've been on air. Um, oh, another won't. one, another one. Have they uh, shifted someone else onto you? Well, that's a tight, Is that Reese playing on you now? Tight angle. It, yeah, sauces going off you. No, no problem there. Um, righto, <laughs> enough of that. So we thought we'd go through these statements and say, yeah, which ones overstated, yeah. which ones because everyone wants. As we said, you got to yeah. get your voice heard. So let's run through, and you can join us one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can make a statement from the weekend and the wisp and I, with the benefit of hindsight and sitting back and listening to everyone over mm. the last couple of days, we can say, no, nah, overstated or understated. And we haven't seen every practice game. I haven't seen every practice game. I've seen bits and pieces of games here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Um, will LC Green get a mention at some stage, will he or not? Who? Lean, clean, Tom Green. That's mine. You can't pin That's that. mine. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> He will get a mention. Whoever right. goes with it first claims it. Here's one. Okay, let's start with the big one, yeah. the biggest one. This is the the big biggest, one. biggest talking point during the off-season was how are Melbourne going to combine Gorn and Grundy in yep. the ruck? Yep. Okay? Yep. Now, on what we've seen so far, which is a very, very small sample size, yep. that's the best production I've seen from Grundy since Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he's right at home there at Melbourne at the moment with Maxie Gorn. How many goals they kicked between them at the weekend? Was it six? Five, I think. I think it might have been six. Well, okay. I heard we'll... Jared yesterday say it was five. Okay. Well, I heard someone else say it was six. I know. Let's say five and a half. I know. Okay. We'll cut right down the middle. <laughs> There's nothing in what we've seen so far mm-hmm. to suggest that this isn't anything other than a recruiting touch of genius. I'm hoping like. I'm hoping that that's the case. I'm barracking for it, but it's overstated. Like they're, they're, they're sixty goal people. Oh, they're going to they're going to no. But has anyone said they're going to combine for sixty? Oh yeah, all sorts of things have been said over the weekend. But I think that's I, a stretch. I hey, sixty jury out still. Like mm. we we just got to wait to see whether these two can work. Hoping like hell it will. Um, biggest headache. I think Nicky Dell said this is going to be the biggest headache for opposition clubs in the competition. Mm. Overstated. Just, just overstated for my. That, that's for mine. That's the way I read it. You're trying to play it down though, because it's uh, it's Melbourne. Well, I knew you'd say that, but no, it's not. I'm just. I thinking, think you are trying. I think to play it's it down. gone a bit hard early. Yeah. Have uh, Have they exposed themselves in any way? The tactic about how they're going to combine the two um, too much or I wasn't, look? I wasn't everyone sees that. it anyway, and you got to boot it. Yeah, they're getting behind the you know, Max. Would get behind the footy a little bit. I think there's an opportunity to. Try all sorts of things. Um, I, I know. I wasn't at the game. I was watching on telly where the mm. Max assumed the centre-half back role at stages, which allowed um, you know Petty or someone, Stephen May or someone else to go and run forward. Anyway, I think it's a great start, but I think it's a bit overstated to say it's going to be the biggest headache in footy. They've jumped out of the blocks, Melbourne. The two games I've watched them play, mm-hmm. they've been in sparkling, sparkling, sparkling form. Now, if that was another team that, say, finished outside the eight last year, you might be thinking, oh, okay, they're gone too early. You know, they're, they're up and about. They've done a hard, hard preseason. Are they going to be able to last the year? But you look at the profile of the Melbourne team, you think it's all there. Like, for mo- even, I think their first, well, their first 12 rounds last year, I think they were, were they undefeated? Well, undefeated. 11 and 1 or something. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. So they started well last year, but they weren't able to maintain that right to the end. But uh, and what we've seen so far, Buck said this yesterday that they are the team to beat this season, Melbourne. Overstated. 
Okay. On the back of a practice I'll go match. Through, I'll, I'll go through some of these, okay? Well, and we then, do, we, we, I'm throwing him at you as well. No, Darcy Fogarty. Uh, yeah. Fogarty. Um, can he win the Coleman? Because Over, overstated. I think Corn is cool. a big, big fan. Yeah. Overstated only because I don't think the Crows are going to be uh, in the eight, and I doubt very much whether you can win a Coleman from outside. Perhaps it's been done before, but it, that's not to take anything away from him. He's turned his career around in the back half of last year mm. and looks like he's set and ready to go again. We want to poke holes in anyone that does a list, okay? That's what we do. Everybody, you know, somebody does a list and somebody says, no, nah, they shouldn't this. be in that order, whatever. Okay, Charlie Kuno, uh, Robbo's list, number one player in the competition, yay or nay? Overstated, understated, right on the money. Well, I haven't really looked at it. Um, number one player in the comp, overstated. But that's just the, the opinion. Where have you got him? Um, I've got him in probably the top 10. I haven't sat down and done a top 50, but I would have him probably as one of the 10 players. I'd have Jeremy Cameron. I think Jeremy Cameron is a more important, interesting, better player and more more rounded than uh, Charlie Kerno. But right. uh, Charlie Kerno is definitely one of the better players in the competition. Um, Pencil Harry Harry Sheasel in for um, uh, halfback Nick Dacos-like influence from halfback this season. He went and played the last quarter there apparently and burnt and just lit the joint up. This is a very talented goal kicker. Yeah, he's a talented young kid. I reckon – Pencil him in for halfback, overstated, understated. Well, I think you could. It'll depend on where they need him. At some point they may feel like he's been frozen out of the game. It's really tough for him to get into the game and they want to place him somewhere else where he's going to be best suited to yep. be able to display his skill. So it may mean that they're going to free him up and do something like that. He's ta- he's a talented player and you and I both are agree that those young players who are naturals like he is can play pretty much anywhere they like. Yeah. They'll find the ball and they'll be effective. Um, I like the fact that they threw him back there and just had a look at him. Oh, that's what practice games are all about, though, aren't they? At some point in the game, you say, okay, well, you know, let's just see what this kid can do in this position. Here's one for you that I heard, or was, I don't know if I heard it publicly. Jack Revolt and Trent Cochin are too old and shouldn't have gone round again. Uh, it's too early to say. Overstated, then? Yeah, no, I that's think it's it, overstated. It. It's too early to say right. whether or not that's the case. You, there were signs for are they both. a watch? There's been, yeah, no, there's been a bit. Yeah, everyone's a watch when you get Ooh. to a certain. No, but everyone's a watch when you get to a certain stage in this game, aren't they? Yeah. Like if I said to you, of these two players, who had a better season last year, do you think? Joel Selwood or Trent Cochin? And I only say that because one chose to leave the game and the other chosen to stay in the game. Selwood had a better year. Yeah, he probably did. So he's left the game and the other guy's still playing because he felt like he still had something left in the tank, and Richmond did too. But it remains to be seen how much or how effective and how influential he's going to be as a player. But as a leader, which is harder to quantify, Mm. having him there in the dressing room day in, day out, what effect does that have on the rest of the group? How important might that be? Kuno Mackay, last two common winners from outside the eight. (laughs) Thank you uh, for pointing that out. Uh, Finn Callahan, I heard uh, Matty Rendell talking about him. He played a handful of games last year. Okay, highly credentialed young kid. Very highly. Everyone likes this kid. Will win the rising star. Overstated or understated? Well, I don't think you can say it's overstated because he may just explode. He may explode. He he looked good. But last week we were talking about Ashcroft, weren't we? Yeah. And let me just add to that and say Cam McKenzie makes the odds for the Rising Star look stupid. Mm. And can I add another one? The Hawthorne boy. The Hawthorne kitty. 
Mm. I've got another one that I liked at the weekend. I don't know that he's going to get enough of the ball to actually be the rising star, but uh, Alwyn Davy Jr. can play. Put a CP. Don't, along, no, put, a, no. put a CP alongside his name. See, you've 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 tempered that down a bit. You've watered that down to what you were saying before six o'clock this morning. A little bit. You said he'll be far and away the best Davy to play. That's what you said. Uh, well, he's got a Aaron. I, I think he will. I actually think he will. I think okay. he's. I think he's a nice. He's a, he's actually a cross between his old man and Aaron in style of play, but. Uh, he is super talented, like super talented for a young player. So I think he's going to have a very nice career at Essen. Lean, clean, Tom Green. Yeah. Brownlow medal contender this season. What say you? No overstatement. That's not an overstatement? No. Wow. I love him. I love lean, clean, Tom Green. And he's leaner? He's leaner. And he's cleaner? always been clean. You no, know, he's always been clean. He was clean, Tom Green last year. Now yeah. he's lean, clean, Tom No, Green. he's lean, clean, Tom Green, which is hard to say. But um, – and this, the, the, these are the reasons why yep. they didn't get any heartburn when they lost three midfielders last year. Well, yeah. Because they still knew what they had in the cupboard. I mean, you know, we've already spoken about Finn Callahan, who'll probably play in the midfield somewhere. Yeah. And uh, lean, clean, Tom Green yeah. as well. You're going to run with that, are you? I'm going to just call him LC. All right, LC Green. Well, I said to you, we need to do a ring around of our interstate friends or our non-Victorian clubs mm. to get a better appreciation for what's happening. And you said, don't worry, just leave it to me. I'm across everything. Mm. So what's going on with the uh, Eagles? Um, well, where was that game played between them and Adelaide at the weekend? Over there. In Perth. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a worry. <laughs> that's a worry when you're performing like that at home They're gonna finish, in a practice game. Right, well, let me put it into a statement so you can overstate it. Or okay, understand. I just want to have a quick look at my um, Nuffy book here. Because, are they bottom four uh, Eagles yeah, this year? Bo- yeah, no, they, they are. i got them bottom four. But just looking at that, they got absolutely pantsed in games last year too. So how many did they win last year? They, won, they, won, did they only win two games last year. Two games. That's it for the year. They played top eight sides 12 times and they had some horrendous losses last year. Like heavy. Non-competitive. Heavy, heavy losses One of those teams they beat was Collingwood. Uh, I watched at mm, Marvel Stadium. That was a Marvel Stadium early yeah. in the year. Yeah. Um, you were very good that day in the commentary box. That's what I remember most of the game. Ten losses by 50 points or more. Mm. Are you worried about them? Bottom uh, four. Uh, I, well, when you say worried, I'm not worried. I'm not thinking that they're going to challenge for a top eight position, mm. but in terms of historically, their ability as a football club to get it right yep. and to build, again, has been demonstrated over time. So I'm not worried about their long term, but in the short term, they're not going to be one of the better sides in the competition. Uh, Liam Jones, uh, back playing AFL football, a key defender for the Bulldogs, yep. which they needed. Yep. Um, a According to our man Brooksy, who went there to watch him at the weekend and yeah. took a notepad full of notes, yeah. and, and got Aust- red, white, and blue uh, paint in his hair. All Australian contender this year. Overstated week. whispers. Overstated that one. He played a magnificent game, Liam Jones, mm-hmm. um, as a result of the way North Melbourne kicked the football, particularly in the first quarter that I watched. Anyway. Right, they kicked the ball away. He was he was great, and mm. he do, that's what he did. He looked like he hadn't missed a beat, and it's so exciting for the dogs fans. Those four talls, they not not Grundy and Gorn, the four Western Bulldog talls are going to be the biggest headache in football. Yes, 
Um, and we wondered how they might be able to combine the four of them, but apparently what well, they're doing. Well, Bevo at 7.40. Well, yes, but they're doing like a, a three on the field at one time and then they're interchanging one. But the marking pressure is going to be unbelievable. Like o- opposition defending that tall timber. And you know what I reckon it's going to do in a funny sort of a way? Mm-hmm. I reckon it's going to fast track Eugle Hagen's development because – the focus ain't going to be on the kid. Like it's going to be probably on the others more than it's going to be on him. So he's just going to get a nice little ride and he's just going to be able to develop and mature the way that we've seen him begin to develop and mature. Beautifully said. We'll take a break. Big overstated or understated statement coming up on the Essendon Football Club on the other side. We're here for the Koga Money credit card. It's packed full of value and Melbourne Airport parking now offering value, terminal and premium parking. Overstated, understated from the weekend. Um, Essendon kicked three goals for the weekend. Yep. Uh, Mark Robinson says, I'm not jumping the gun. It was a practice match, but there would not be an Essendon supporter that's happy. People said, they're the only team in the AFL who tell their fans, we're not ready yet. It's going to take uh, take time. Is that an overstatement or an understatement? No, that is uh, a reality check. I think other clubs have said that too, haven't they? Like Hawthorne are saying, uh, be patient. You know, like they're on a build, they're on a reset, all that sort of stuff. Um, there hasn't been a lot to get too excited about watching Essendon play yet. Like there's no, there's no discernible difference in the way that they are playing. And practice I, match. It's a, exactly. It's, it's a practice match and sometimes these things take a while to kick in and you've got to give them time, that type of thing. I want to see from Essendon something that underpins the way they play. They're a solid foundation about defensive mechanisms. Recognisable. And, and something that's recognisable as a way of playing. Right. Now, if you look at, say, you know, like you and I are talking about Hawthorne there during the break, you say, I can see what they're doing. I, I, you can see what Sam Mitchell is doing and how he wants his team to play, how athletic and bouncy and speed off the back line, all that type of You can see all that. Having said that, like they've copped, the two teams they've played so far, both well, both good teams. Mm. They played Geelong and then they played Collingwood. I mean, the, both those teams have kicked a lot of a lot of goals against them. So, you know, like they're not stopping the scoring, but no. at the same time, they're looking like they want to be in a really attacking unit and score themselves, which is a good thing. But at some point, they're going to have to get a, a better balance. That's a great observation. <clears throat> and that's exactly what they hope to do this year, is that they know they can go and they know they can attack, but is. They've got to be able to defend better on the weekend. And at gee, it stages early in the piece, look like they're going to get pushed off the park. Mm. They uh, hung in. And mm. my takeaway from the whole footy or, or the stuff that I watched on the weekend is is the, the kickers are back in footy. If, mm. you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you can't kick in this game, mm. you're going to struggle. And mm. I know that sounds as silly because it's football and all that sort of stuff. But their, their, ability, their young blokes can all kick. Composure, McKenzie. Mm. Um, McDonald, or, or they've got really good composure when they've got the ball in hand. Now go back to my side, who my big beef with them over the journey is they give the footy back a bit, mm. and particularly when they go forward, but all of a sudden they've got, you know, Bowie's back is a good kicker, Spargo's a good kicker, they recruit Lockie Hunter's a good kicker, Petrarca, you know, so that was the takeaway for me, that they you know, don't give the footy back as much. So the good sides are the good kicking sides, Wisp. They don't hand the footy back. You also wanted to talk about Jath this morning, didn't you? I did. I did in terms of just watchable. You know, I mean, the l- when you're sitting back and you're watching the footy and 
sometimes at this time of year you've got half an eye on it. You might mm. be doing something else. When he's around, when he's around the ball, you just you watch. Mm. He, God, he's a powerful, he's a powerful, powerful athlete. And he takes the game on. He bounds, he, doesn't he? Oh, unbelievably so. And he, he got injured the back half last year. So who's your most watchable out there? Like your yep. obvious one, like Cripps and Petrarca and all that sort of stuff. But have you got a little smoky watchable? Um, well, give, I, give us oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Who's your smoky watchable for the year? Nick Dacos got tagged. Yeah, we haven't seen that very often. He oh, was in the midfield. He got uh, taken by McGuinness, and um, he made it a really uncomfortable afternoon for him. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. You know, like because they want him to be a functional, effective player for them. He will get a lot more of that this year than what he has previously, I think, even though, you know, we talked about it last year, like how much damage he was doing off the halfback flank. For Begs a question, doesn't it? Why didn't they do it last year? Well, there wasn't a lot of that activity no, last year, but he got pushed in, He got pushed into the midfield. I don't know. Had he played on halfback, maybe McGuinness still would have gone to him. Maybe that was the plan. Wherever he went, he was going to get did, that tag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you reckon he's going to cope in his second year? Um, well, I'd be pretty confident that he'll be able to cope well. Because everything else he's done in his mm. footy career has been outstanding. And his old man was interviewed on your station, I think. And he said, oh, I did him look at it as a compliment. Mm. And now get to work on how you're going to work through it. Because sure as hell, if if he can't work or if he doesn't work through it so well, then that's his lot for the year. Because mm. other clubs will go, right, I don't like it, so let's go. But if he... If he shakes it hard early, gets a couple of 30-plus 30 tu- 30 touches games, then clubs will pretty quickly go, well. Philosophically, though, there's not every club in the competition, on what we saw last year, is going to do that, are they? Like, not every club no. is going to have somebody like Hardly anyone. a hard tagger that just goes after somebody and puts the clamps on them completely. But would you, if, would you now, if, say Collingwood played Geelong mm. round one, they don't tag. No, but you've got to have, um, what's the term? You've got to have a cooler. You need that bloke. They don't have a cooler. Well, they – who? Geelong? Yeah. Um, well, they don't have a hard – They play. Yeah, they don't have the frosty cooler. They have more of the <laughs> – The super duper. They have the <laughs> – They got a super duper? They, they have sort of like the crush, the crushed ice, as opposed to the hard Who's their ice. crush? Who's their super duper? <laughs> I haven't – Maybe Guthrie? No. Because I, you know, I was watching um, – uh, Essen play against St Kilda to, to this point, and yeah. that is that you know, like Essen got off to a fast start, and you know, a lot of their mids were getting a lot of the ball, and they looked like they were really active. And then the game started to sort of change. And you think, okay, what's different? You go back and you sort of freeze the frame, and you know, Rossi's got his midfielders now, and they're being a lot more accountable than what they actually started the game playing at. And yeah. then that changes. You know, like these guys that sort of like to have a little bit of width when they play, mm. see themselves as creative players, not necessarily accountable, stoppable players. But like he got in, and that's what you know. Like if you're a St Kilda fan, you know what once once the season gets started, and they find their feet and they understand that you know what you're going to get from a Ross Line team. And that's accountability, great defensive pressure, great competitiveness from your team week in, week out. Mm. And, well, they, they, you know, like anyone that sort of went off half-cocked after that first game against Melbourne, they're going to be all right, St Kilda. They're not going to be the best team in the competition, but they're going to be – What's all right for gonna, St Kilda mean? Well, they're going to they're gonna be challenging for a top eight spot. You think they'll challenge yeah. for top eight? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think they will challenge oh, for top Buckelsby eight. Oh, Bucklesby had them in the top bottom four. Did he? I think uh, he might have gone a little bit early on that. 
I think they'll. I think they will challenge for that. Oh, did you see Owens play at the weekend too? The young kid. I only I watched the first quarter. Yeah, no, he's got some talent. He's got a bit of X factor about All him. Right, getting the temper, Texas humming. Uh, Billy Elliot. Yeah, that's a great nomination as someone who is watchable when he's going. Can't take your eyes off. Oh, him. one of my favourite players. Ah, it's good to be up and about, Whispers. And I tell you, if you're a Western Bulldogs fan, you're up and about. Nine game membership. You can get one today. It's uh, Western Bulldogs membership day here at SEN for the price of three. They go to membership.westernbulldogs.com.au forward slash SEN. If someone has a better idea, you adopt it, okay? So I went with the Yosemite dogs, and uh, Nick out there said, what about the Daintree dogs? I think the Daintree is better than Yosemite. Just explain the joke again. Well, there was no joke. I was just talking about how much tall timber they had, (laughs) and uh, I was trying to think of the name of the park in California, those big Californian redwoods. Are they big Californian redwoods? Uh, You know those massive, massive trees they've got over there? Bevo will know anyway. Are we talking to him now? Damn straight we are. The coach of the dogs joins us. Hey, Luke. G'day, Gaz. G'day, Tim. (laughs) Where are the big trees in California, (laughs) Bevo? Hi, Luke. I think we've all had seen an episode or two of Yellowstone, but uh, I'm not good enough with uh, the biology around that area to give you a correct answer. I'm sorry, Tim. Hey, uh, it's a big day, Western Bulldogs Membership Day. It's a a time of the year where all clubs are pushing hard for um, members and hopefully all the doggy supporters can see great things happening down there. They would have been pretty happy with what they saw on the weekend. Um, It all sort of come together pretty nicely. Yeah, I think, you know, every club after a pre-season uh, you know, ambles into that first game against genuine opposition with some trepidation, not sure about how your preparation has really gone. So, you know, you get you get a few answers and some vindication around a few areas. We were pretty pleased with the day. We went in wanting to treat it like a full rehearsal. It was a hot day. Uh, we only planned on bringing Josh Bruce on as that definite um, sub substitute opportunity and um, and test ourselves with our with our interchange, um, you know, as we lead into our round one game against Melbourne. But as things turned out, we had a couple of injuries. We called on Riley West, um, and we probably were outplayed in the last quarter. North Melbourne had six interchange going and and had twelve more they could rotate. So our guys, we weren't overly happy with the way we we probably fatigued a little bit. After uh, three-quarter time, uh, as much as there were reasons for that, we don't make excuses. So, by and large, um, some positive signs. What the, you didn't play the match the week before. Um, would, could that be part of the reason why there was a bit of a blow blowout towards the end? Oh, not not necessarily. No, there's no doubt. I mean, we probably gifted them four goals just through skill error, which comes uh, when you're not getting enough, enough oxygen to the brain. But um, we... Uh, we, as I said, I think you know the stimulus of of the heat will will do us uh, the world of good over the next couple of weeks. But um, it's difficult to um, when you're not on that level playing field late in the game and and you're not rotating players. You're down to three on the bench uh, on a day like that. That that matters. Um, I think our choice, my choice, our choice around just playing the one. We've had that intention over the last couple of years. It, Landscapes changed a little bit, the shorter pre-season. But there's two things for me that happen is when you play that first game, you, what the opposition are doing is largely out of control. We turned up to a game a couple of years ago. We picked a pretty strong side and the opposition were playing a, a real blend of their probably second-pick players and, and their first-pick players. So you you don't get the uh, 
the answers that you're after out of that game and, and you walk away a little bit disappointed that you didn't know that that was going to happen. So you can't control um, what, you got, what you're up against. So we've, we've just tried to control that in, in an intra-club sense the, the previous week. And, and the other one is an extra round's been added onto the season. Yeah. Um, mm. Keep people fresh, keep our players fresh in the mind. Just feel like we've got one in the bank. Uh, as you know, the build-up to playing against someone, taking it seriously, um, the emotional aspect and the um, the psychological one. Uh, we just we've just chosen to play the one, so we feel like it's worked. Um, and uh, and but now you know we we've got to really uh, probably freshen up and um, and look towards uh, the first round as as an opportunity to go in with with you know bodies at a hundred percent. Talking to Luke Beveridge, the Western Bulldogs coach uh, Liam Jones took uh, nine intercept marks on the weekend. Is he delivering everything that you were hoping that he might deliver in this early stage, Luke? It was an outstanding game, Tim. I mean, I, you know, we, no one can get too carried away with um, with anything at this stage of the year. But um, you know, Nick Larky's a good player. Uh, North Melbourne, I think, are going to really trouble teams at different times. Uh, how many they win remains to be seen. But um, no matter who you play in this game, everyone's doing their absolute best. And uh, and Jonesy's game really was quite outstanding. I mean, I I can't remember. I think Eastern Wood might have taken nine or ten intercept marks in a game, you know, four or five years ago. And um, I remember talking to Alan Richardson when Richard was talking. To, he was coaching the Saints, and the and the Saints are one that used to play a negating forward on on Eastern back then. Um, with the way that Liam played, it, uh, it it gives you a bit of peace of mind. It wasn't outstanding, but that it probably highlights one of the negatives in our game. We fluctuated with our ability to defend as a team. The, our turnovers at different times, and especially turnovers in our front third. And we weren't overly happy coming out of this game with, with some of that again. So we, uh, we've got to work on it. We have done over the preseason quite diligently, but um, it wasn't one of the positives coming out of this game, the amount of times that Liam had to intercept. Sam Darcy, um, he's a unique-looking player. Have you worked out exactly where you think he's going to play this season for you or is he just one of those young guys with athletic ability that means that he could be forward, he could be in the ruck and he could be defence? Well, the drivers behind where Sam plays, you've seen in a really small sample size, I mean, he's only played four AFL games, um, that he can play at both ends and he's absolutely willing to do so. But the drivers behind his position, probably two things. One, the balance of our team and where we feel that we can get an advantage. And you know, I remember when the Kings were drafted, Max and Ben, and straight away my mind turned to how and who uh, yeah. we were going to play on those lads when we actually came up against the Saints in the Gold Coast, combating a 205-centimetre key forward who can sprint like those boys. Uh, it was going to be terribly hard. And, um, and our boys are made up of... Um, you know, different strengths and, and attributes. But uh, Sam has got enormous courage, as, you, as you've seen. His will to compete in the air is, um, is quite outstanding. Uh, but so where we can trouble the opposition, absolutely. But the second one is 
Sam is a is a young man. He's still at that stage where playing a full four quarters of uh, of AFL footy. Um, it's within his reach, but um, you might have seen him cramp up in the third quarter of this one. So we've got to look after him. We've got to temper uh, his ground time. And, uh, and it's difficult to do that when you're playing as a key defender, whereas if you're, if you're playing as a key forward, you can regulate that game time a little bit easier. So um, he probably will play back here and there where we really need him. Um, but uh, we don't mind the look of uh, those boys playing together as they did on the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, all the Western Bulldog supporters did. I'm not sure the opposition do. Philosophically, though, for those younger players developing, are you of the opinion that you know, the back half gives them a chance to settle in a little bit easier and that you know trying to get your licks as a key forward is pretty tough going for someone in just their second year? Yeah, I think so, Gaz. Uh, um, you, you know yourself. I mean, over the years, you play against key defenders who are physical, um, who can dictate terms. They're in control of their own domain. You as a key forward are really relying on your teammates and, and the supply and, and how it comes in. And Whereas um, yeah, a young fella like Sam can go back and um, have a little bit more freedom of movement, read pressure, read the play, and, um, and impact the game and feel settled and feel like they belong a little bit more. Uh, it can be pretty disconcerting as a, as a young forward who's, who's not totally ready. And, uh, and so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it makes us contemplate, you know, that uh, when he's not going so well as a forward, which will happen at different times, uh, let's put him back for ten minutes to to get him going and to help us and to help those around him. Um, so that might happen from time to time. Great problem to have. Just such a um, quality young talent to be able to um, hopefully have for the next 10 or 12 years. So Tim English took a big step. Well, we all think he did. You, you've probably seen it come a little bit earlier than most, but did you expect that rate of improvement to come? Should he be thereabouts as the best ruckman in the comp by the end of the year? Uh, well, I don't want to make any big statements, but he, he started last year um, with a, a pretty rich vein of output. He... He was really influential in the early parts of the year. Then he had a concussion against the Giants up there in New South Wales, and um, and he missed you know, almost a month. Uh, he came back. And he, he he was he became ill. He he had a um, a virus, just a, a fluy virus, but he lost a lot of weight, and he probably never really recovered from um, from his early strengths, and and so that that you know, we missed that a little bit, and. So he's had a good preseason. Uh, he comes into this one uh, really well prepared, and he's already had that um, that form line from last year. He knows he's more incapable. So we're hoping we can start the year well. He's obviously um, and his um, and his teammates, our boys, they've got a, a big task on their hands in round one with uh, with Max Gorn and and Brody Grundy. But um, yeah, Tim's he's he's better prepared. He's uh, he's stronger. He's He's covering the ground well, and and hopefully that round one game, uh, you know, is uh, is a great signal for him and for us that he's uh, he's going to have a good year. And Bevo, talking more personally, what what did you concentrate on in the off season, the break? Did you go away, clear your head, um, travel? What what did you get up to? Yeah, I, I, once the year finishes, Tim, I think every senior coach uh, spins. Straight into uh, list management mode. You know, you've got your acquisition targets um, that you're getting across the line. We had we had three in mind. Obviously, Rory, 
where he lobbed um, and we had uh, Liam Jones and Oscar Baker. Uh, so you, you're trying to get all that sorted with, with Sam, our, uh, our list manager, Sammy Power, uh, and uh, and reviewing the year. And, and then really I I turned my mind to a number of projects to um, to set the scene for the new year, um, organising a camp. Uh, we haven't got the budget because of the uh, soft cap constraints anymore to do anything too extravagant. We had a great camp in Portsea, which was, you know, an outstanding uh, one for us and a, and a great success that a lot of our people contributed to. Um, we created a, an opportunity for all of us to, to talk a little more, just more about uh, life, our journeys, um, connect on on other sort of levels other than just footy um, in different different forums. So we've really come together and... Uh, and that cohesion and that unity that uh, is so critical to any any football team and any workplace really, and definitely a whole football club, is something that you need to stimulate every year. And so, put a bit of time into that. And, and as usual for me, I don't necessarily um, uh, I read a fair bit and uh, and gain a lot from that, and um, and take different angles from some of that uh, that literature that you you delve into. So. I, I sort of immerse myself in in some of that, and uh, and then my time to take a break. New Year's really, and, and Dana and I went away and had a little holiday. Well, Lovely. you sound fresh. You, you sound ready to go. The team's in good nick. It's going to be a belter first up against the Demons at the MCG, um, and it's a Western Bulldog membership day. Get a nine game bronze Western Bulldogs membership for the price of three at membership.westernbulldogs.com.au forward slash session. And you're going to get great value for money. Hey, mate, we really appreciate it. Busy time for you. And um, we love getting you on and having a chat. So thanks for that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Lukey Beveridge there, the coach, very successful coach, too, of the Western Bulldogs premiership coach. And they are going to be right mm. there.